And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Don't ask me to rank you guys. How about that? Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite hour of the week. It's October. It's playoff baseball, and it's under the radar. Presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Just got one in the mail today. My Derek Jeter Enter the Hall card. Uh, we're not getting these free as any part of the sponsorship, by the way. Uh, so, this is just a straight out of respect. With me as always, my friend and yours, Derek Yeah, we pay full price. We do. Your friend of mine, Ian Khan. Yes, we do. We pay full price. Straight up powder blue shirt today for Ian Khan, just in case you want to picture him in your in your mind. It's later in the day. I'm not in the t-shirt. I've sh- I've I've showered. I've I've put on my work clothes, and I'm you know gotta gotta do what we gotta do. I think it's the not clean shaven part that's really gotten to me. Yeah. Well, you know what's cool is I've dropped a good amount of weight, which is positive, but I still haven't gotten a freaking haircut for far too long so i look like some like that's why before the show you said you look like one of those senators who like look like they should be good guys but they're really bad guys it's because the extra hair is it's just not working for me <laughs> it is it's uh finely quaffed is that how you almost pompadourish? Yeah, I, had to, like, I had to like comb it and crap it's, it's just not 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 really my style but i i gotta get a haircut and the woman who was supposed to come to give us a haircut called in sick and was like yeah don't come because you might be sick anyway that's where it is. But it's great to be back with you guys. I missed doing the show. We didn't do last week. That was on me. But also, I'm kind of glad because last week I just would have been like, I, a lot of stuff's going to happen this week. I don't know how it's going to go. And now I know how it all went. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. And it gave you some time to cool down from Tim online. Well, you know, Tim Tim's kind of a brat. So, you know, we do what we do. <laughs> hey, it was constructive criticism. I liked it. I guess. I guess. I guess. I mean, you know, do better is kind of what he said. So I said, ah, you're kind of a brat. There you go, Tim. That's great. Ryland, Ryland, like in a week, we're going to, DVR is going to admit that it was him. There was just a DVR <laughs> burner account. It was meant to fire you up. So uh, we have champions here on the show. DVR won Maki. Congratulations, DVR. Khaki, hey, thanks. Khaki as we call it. Yeah, khaki. That was a, listen, I came, I ended up, t- Dr. Thomas Scott and I came in second place. Uh, Ryan Eisner came in third, Nick Schling came in fourth, and Derek Van Riper won that league. 141 points. But it, it's not out of 150. It was like out of 165 or something. But a dominating performance by him. Brilliantly done. Earned the victory. Held on. Spent a lot to get it. Like, you know, he used a lot of, but he got the win, and, and that matters. I mean, spent a lot he, of uh, uh, future value. Super, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, spent a lot of future value, but you know, held. Like, when did you when did you start taking over the the lead there, DVR? Was it like because Ryan had the lead for most of the season, and then was it about a month ago where we climbed and kind of overtook him, and then you took the spot and never gave it up? Felt like late August, early September is when it really got kind of close and you could open it up every day, and something different was happening at the top of the standings. For the last two weeks, I feel like you really had it. Like you and and there was a there was actually a path for us on the last day that we could have made it close, but it didn't, we didn't make it close. I mean, 141, 136, that's a win. DVR, who's the player on your team whose jersey you're going to buy? Uh, if I were going to buy a jersey from someone on the team, Austin Riley probably came through nice. in a really big way. So maybe maybe Riley, uh, because I'm a, a Bay Area person, maybe a Buster Posey jersey would be a good call. He was a good <laughs> $5 you, player. Are you identifying with the Bay Area now? You've been there for a month? I'm just trying to blend the in. Guy. <laughs> I'm just glad that California man hasn't taken on the Florida man connotation yet. You know, no. as a result of my behavior here. Yeah, I think you'll be California will be fine with your presence. You, you're you're nothing but an addition, my friend. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good question. I like that question about who what who who gets the jersey. So Austin Riley or Buster Posey? But there was another. You have another great player on that team. I'm trying to think about. Who it is? Let me pull it up real quick. I lost Acuna in that league. Everybody yeah. lost key players. It felt like at some point, everyone competing for the title this year, at least. I think the 
kind of the unsung hero on the pitching side might have been Luis Garcia. He was a reserve round pick oh, nice. back in the spring. You know, I, I think he probably is a top 25, top 30 starter pretty easily going into 2022. I had him in a few other uh, leagues too. So maybe a guy that I, I like just a little bit more than the field who actually helped me out quite a bit this season. When I was uh, unloading in my, my dynasty league, Skyway Dynasty League, I was basically saying, like, look, I, I just want to get these salaries off my books. You can have them for anybody. Like, like really, just make me a deal. Because like, I've been trying and trying for weeks. And uh, one of the teams, Jonathan Norman and, uh, and Chris Morales, who uh, they're, they're kind of like in and out of expert leagues. They're good dudes. Sent me a trade, like Luis Garcia for, I think it was like Josh Donaldson, like a $32 Josh Donaldson. I'm like, yeah, man, click, accept. Like, I would have accepted no matter what. And I'm all excited. I'm like, that just seems lopsided, man. Like, Luis Garcia is awesome. Um, and I did it on my phone, you know, so you don't see all the details and everything. And uh, I think you know where this is going. I, I now have Luis Garcia, the infielder for the Washington Nationals. Oh, oh, no. oh. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's not bad. He's not bad. He made it. You know, he showed up, uh, which actually kind of hurt his eligibility for this league. But whatever. I'm happy. That's, I'm happy with just getting Josh Donaldson's thirty-two dollars. I can spend that money better next year in the draft. Yeah, it's probably true. But yeah. Uh, but so anyway, congratulations to you, DVR. Uh, you're as I wrote in the email to the league. You're the best commissioner in baseball, fantasy baseball that I've ever been around. And uh, there's why is that? A, What's he do so well? Uh, he just takes care of this. It, it's not a. It's not an easy league. Like you have to do a lot of inputting. I'd say Todd Zola is also an excellent um, SWAT or commissioner. What what he does with XFL is is really strong, but but what DVR does, I don't know. It just it just feels like a really good league to be a part of, and like he just takes care of everything. Like if there's a problem, it gets taken care of, and you don't get the fine. I'll do it. You know that never happens. He's just uh, you know <laughs> that was almost a Cushing voice there. <laughs> Very close, <laughs> really Cushing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, it's, it was a, it was a really good victory. And uh, disappoint, disappointing to, to lose out, but, um, you know, that's fantasy baseball for you. DVR, when you rule, do you rule, like, unilateral decision? No one's – you can question it if you want, but this is the decision. Or you're like, hey, let, you know, do you kind of lean towards – let's put this to a little bit of a vote at least, you know. Let's make sure I'm getting everybody's opinion in here. I think when it's uh, something looking to the future, I'm trying to weigh that against what people want in the league. At least throw that out there. Mm -hmm. If it's something that – something broke, something wasn't clear in the rules – I'll just try and clarify it as quickly as possible myself just to get everyone on the same page, basically, because you can't really have a lot of in-season debates about what has already happened when it comes to running a league. So I think that's sort of the, the balance I try to find. I was just thinking about this. You know, everybody has their, uh, I think the, the jersey thing is really cool. Jersey, jersey, whatever you want to get from, from someone that helped you this season. Do you have a celebratory go-to end of season beverage when you win a league or even if you're just celebrating we're in the postseason now right your team wins a big playoff series or even a wild card game or whatever it is do you have something you go to this time of year i don't do you nando uh no i haven't been winning enough lately to actually consider that but i uh i just i, I drink whatever's handy you just celebrate life though if i yeah, want to celebrate do. life yeah obviously yeah, you, you just celebrate life all the time Rhubarb yeah, phrase. Good. I reach for my rhubarb phrase. Yeah, rhubarb phrase. When I'm uh, feeling I, happy. <laughs> there's a plug for you. Um, no, Brett Sayer, <laughs> I remember when he won Tout Wars a couple of years ago, did the full Yoohoo shower. I, I've never done the Yoohoo shower. Um, yeah, I just just never never get the Yoohoo. Um, no, it's a, it's an interesting experience. I had I had a uh, a the most extreme end of season experience. In one of my leagues, um, now Devils Rejects and Maki. Remember, I, I said on the show two weeks ago. I said both of those leagues. I'm in position. We could win, and we didn't. And then there was one league. There were two leagues that I said for sure locked up. Um, Labor and Deal One. Well, Deal One wasn't so locked up. Let me just can I can I tell the story? Do I got time to tell the story? Yeah. What does Dl One stand for? How about we start there? Uh, I'm sorry. That's Dynasty League One. It, it's <laughs> who it's, named uh, that one? <laughs> well, it used to have a different name, and then the commissioner quit, and so he changed it to Dynasty League, and so that's just kind of what it's been called ever since Dynasty League. Uh, this was many years ago, so we just called Dl One, and um, in that league, you may remember Rabbi Ari Sunshine uh, was. Uh, we made a bet about. Six weeks ago, that 
Robert Mershak said, yeah, we're taking that bet because we we're up by like nine points and it was all, it was all obviously we, we, we had it. Well, let me tell you, since our last show, things had changed. We had put down $200 to Ari if he won, and we were going to get 160 That was like a little odds thing because we had a lead, but Ari was like, we could do it. Mershak was like, no, we're going to win. So at the end, at the beginning of this past week, the last week of the season, the lead had dropped to seven, right? It had gone back up to like 14. It was like, ah, oh, we got this. Down to seven. As the week went on, Ari was climbing and getting closer. And we were dropping. Everything was going wrong. It was like the wheels were falling off. And we got to the last day. And we were tied. 137 to 137. Jeez. Yeah. What, what was and, the catastrophic thing that happened to you? Was there one uh, thing or was it just like just We just stopped. stopped getting. We stopped getting wins. We had no wins. We just weren't getting wins. So we had been second in wins. And then we dropped down to like seventh in wins. So we dropped five points there. Average, we were sort of locked in in like fourth, and then we hit like 180 for the week. I'm not kidding. And we had dropped to sixth. So those were the two spots. And Ari had beaten us now in saves, which we had had control of all season. And ERA, he was ahead of us. It was the Garrett Cole start that kind of tipped us in the wrong direction. So all of a sudden, we're tied at 137. And I call up Robert, and I say, hey, you said, like, because I, I said to him like a couple of weeks ago, you know, there's a chance that Ari could win this. Do you not see this? And he's like, nope, not a chance. There's no way. There's no way he's going to win. We're going to win. So then we're tied 137 to 137. And and we are the ones that are in danger. He's He has chances to overtake us in, in stolen bases. We could lose points in average. Like, you know, we were, there was one team right ahead of us in average and one team right below us in average. So I call up Rob. I'm like, okay, now will you admit we might lose this? And he said, Ian, you don't understand. We always could lose it. I just believe that words are very powerful. And I don't want to say that because it will contribute to that. And I went, Rob, well, if that's what you meant, you probably should have mentioned that about a month ago because we might have made more trades. He's like, this is, no, he's like, you're a little crazy, Ian. Wait, he didn't want, to, he didn't want to speak it into existence, basically? Exactly. Wow. He did not want to speak it into All existence. Right. So the, the last day. I can respect I that. To, yeah, I kind of can respect it too. I said, I just wish you had told me that. So I call, so Cushing says, is Mershak finally admitting that taking the bet was not a no brainer and that like there was a chance that, that Ari could win? And I said, well, yeah. And I told him and, Ari, and Alex is like, that sounds like a justification to me. I was like, no, I know it sounds like that, but that's not what it is. So it comes down to the final day and it's all about. We have Chris Sale going, and if Chris Sale gets the win, and that's another one of those dissonance moments where you're like, if Chris Sale wins, then the Red Sox win. I don't want the Red Sox to win, but if he gets the win, we win because we were at 85 wins, and there was like four teams at 86, and that's all we would need. Well, Chris Sale goes two and a third. He's not getting the win, so it's all going to come down to average. It literally came down to the last at-bat of the season, like literally watching at bats. So it's second and third, one out. The face of our franchise. So if you ask me who gets the who, what jersey I'm going to buy, the face of the franchise is Aaron Judge. We had traded I traded for him in 2016 right as he came up, we traded I I traded it was just my team at the time, traded Jose Barrios straight up for Aaron Judge. You know, Barrios was the, you know, future pitcher and Judge was going to be a future hitter. And I believed it was before his rookie of the year campaign. He had hit 150, whatever. But he's been the, he's the face of the team. Second and third, one out. We are seven for, we are six for 38 on the day. The other team is six for, seven for 41 and they're done. We're six for 38. Aaron Judge comes up, second and third, one out. Yankees versus the Rays. He hits the line drive, goes off of Kittredge's, Kittredge's glove, run scores. I'm jumping up and down with my wife and with my sons. We're super excited. They're in the wild card, so excited. And I literally say to them, I say, that might have just won me a fantasy baseball league. And that is indeed <sighs> what happened. We won because the official scorer, because it was in New York. Wait, did they not know the that that was happening? I was fully aware that that was happening. Oh, they were jumping I up knew. and down just for an Aaron Judge hit? They were jumping up and down because the Yankees made it to the wild card. Oh, because like fair. the game was over. like It was a walk-off hit. And you were like, no, 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 this is all about fantasy? 
No, I was 70% excited about the Yankees and 30% saying, you know, I think that's going to be the difference. So then we're up by 0.0001 in average or 0.003, something like that. And they call it an error. Nope. They call it a hit because it's at home. It wouldn't have been an error. It would have been a fielder's choice. And Ari literally was like, it was literally a fielder's choice. It was the second baseman's choice to either throw home to get the out or throw to first. I was like, I get it. Ari handled it absolutely beautifully. But then we had three more hitters. We had Jared Walsh, Juan Soto, and Ty France. And we're up 138 to 137. First up is Jared Walsh. Strikes out in the eighth inning. And I'm literally, it's six o'clock at night. I'm like watching the at-bats. Like it is the end of, it's like, it's everything. If he gets a hit or a walk, I know we're good. Then it's Juan Soto. I'm like, hey, we got Juan Soto. Come on, Juan Soto. Just get us a hit. Strikeout. It stays 178, 177. Ty France gets up. Fly ball to right field. It was actually a hard hit ball. And I, I was praying that they would pinch hit for him because we had the lead. You don't pinch hit for Ty it, France. You don't know because the game was over. The, the Mar- they had just taken Seeger out. And, yeah, so he get a standing you know, because, ovation. Right. He hits a line shot to right field. Right fielder catches it. And I'm watching. And I'm watching. And it goes 175.5. We are tied in average. <laughs> so we win the league 175.5 to 170. And it was awesome. <laughs> and I called Ari. And he's just like, I am going to. And he was such a gentleman about it. And we kind of, we gave him a pass on the bet. It was like, you just lost like the heartbreak of heartbreaks. Like, just forget the bet. The bet is a, is a wash. But it was the most exciting ending of a fantasy baseball season that I've ever had. And was super fun. And sorry, I've been talking for so long. But I wanted to share that story on air. Uh, no, I was, I was kind of totally enthralled by that. You did a great job. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Until the end did- where you somehow won by 5.5 points. No, uh, no, 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 one thirty-seven point five to one thirty-seven. Okay, that makes. Sense. And then, and then they rounded it up, and literally, Ari did the. Um, I, I talked to Ari a bunch that night, and the next day, I was like, "How you doing?" He's like, "Oh, it hurts, it hurts so much." And I'd gone through that the year before, if you remember. And he finished just, second. I mean, he's what's that like? I don't know how much your fees are, but nah, not that much. I mean, you know, he he makes his money, and and taking the bet away helps because it would have it would have taken a hit to to his win, but. You know, it happened to me the year before. I was tied with Ariel. I was ahead of Ariel going into the very last day. And then Keegan Aiken needed to give me five innings, and he didn't. He gave me three and gave up six runs. So I ended up losing to Ariel on the last day. And I remember calling up Glenn Colton that morning. <laughs> and I said to him a year ago, I said, how do you handle this? And he said, here's how you handle it. You know that these things are going to happen year after year. And sometimes you win. And sometimes you lose. So if you win, enjoy it. But if you lose, know that one year you're going to pull it out. And it, it was like it was like a weight off my shoulders somehow from last year. The pain of last year had kind of stayed the whole time. And uh, and and the fact that it was Judge, my favorite player, the heart, you know, the the heart of the team. It was just awesome. It was it was one of the happiest moments that I'd had in a while, and I kind of needed that to be honest. Um, you destroyed everybody in labor, right? That you ended up holding the line on that one? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, labor ale ended only. up. Ale only. Um, yes, it, it worked out. I mean, it, it definitely worked out. There was a, a – ended the season with 110.5 points out of 120. And, uh, yeah, I caught, I caught a lot of breaks. I just caught a lot of breaks. Oh, so humble. Well, that Always one so you got to be humble. I mean, come on, man, you got to be humble because I just caught, I just caught every break. I didn't have bad injuries. You know, Anderson, Tim Anderson was out for a couple of weeks. You know, but Jose Ramirez stayed healthy all season. Cedric Mullins stayed, you know, did what he did. How'd, and you, end up, how'd you end up with Cedric Mullins? Did you draft him, or was he? I, did. Uh, oh, I drafted wow, him. Nice in the reserves. I drafted him. And no, no, I, I auctioned him for three dollars. I put him up for a buck. Somebody bid two. I bid three. Man, sucks it to be was, the person who bid two. The the three guys that really were the were the reason for the um, the the success were a three dollar Cedric Mullins, a four dollar Robbie Ray, a nine dollar Hunter Renfro, and I think a twelve dollar Frankie Montas. I think that that Frankie Montas pick 
But the ten dollar John Means didn't hurt. I got, again, I got lucky with Jose Ramirez not getting injured. Paid thirty nine, paid up, paid for him and got him. But also a nine dollar Jamer Candelario in nail only really really helped. But it, it was uh, it was it was incredibly fortunate. It was incredibly fortunate. And to play against the best players, I think the best players who play in these kinds of leagues, I'll say that because Phil Dusant is that is that how you say his last name? Is Dusalt? Dusalt. Yeah, I mean that that guy is just I mean you know, so ran that, the table. Oh my god! So you know, absurd but to, season, absurd season. So, but to play with those with those guys, the the Steve Gardners of the world, the Zolas, the Cockrofts, you know, the the Larry Schechters, Colton the Wolfman. I don't want to leave anybody out. So the Collets. Just go ahead. We can name everybody. Go ahead. Name everyone who plays fantasy baseball. <laughs> Clay Link. <laughs> anyway, the, the these guys were uh, Dave Adler. They were they were just great to play with. Sean Childs. I'm sure I'm leaving one person out, and that's oh, and you know, frickin' Saris and Eno, who had a ridiculously good season. He really did, and he just ran into some real injury problems, and that's the difference because I didn't, I didn't have the debilitating injuries in that league like I did in some others, like Tout Wars, where, um, you know, had to fight to just make it to the top half of the league. Our draft and hold uh, finished with a tie. Alan Harrison and Matt Williams finished with 107. Did they? Did they not have a tiebreaker? I don't know. No, I didn't get an email, so I have no idea. I just saw the standings were tied. And I didn't see any of those congratulations. Oh, you know what? Because it's linked to my Yahoo. I don't check my Yahoo. Maybe they did. I'll check that in a minute. I just wanted to, before, I don't want to brush over this Phil Dussault thing. Uh, Philippe Dussault, I pulled up the email that I had from NFBC. Uh, Philippe Dussault won the main event, which is the big one, where 645 teams go against each other. And then, uh, you know, you're in you're all, you're separate leagues. And if you have the most points overall, you win the overall prize. You won $150,000. He had two other teams in the top 21 overall, finishing third and 21st overall. Um, all three of those won titles as well. He's won six main event league titles over the last two seasons and seven main event league titles over the last three years. And then he won the 2021 auction championship overall and finished second in the online in the Rotowire Online Championship. Jeez. Um, yeah, he won the auction championship by winning the New York $2,500 auction league. Even though he needed a proxy at the table because Canadians were not allowed to. This is a really good story. It was so much for writing a story. DVR, write a story about this for the Athletic. Travis Sochik already wrote the story for the score, and I felt like an idiot because I felt like we should have written the story before Travis did. But Travis is a good writer, so it was a good job by him to get there. Well, the score's Canadian, I guess he had. Yeah, that's true. He won the uh, main event with a record 145 points and uh, the overall with 6,211.5 points, 96.3% of the possible points. Wow. That is Eric Wong style domination. Yeah, Good for him. Great. Congratulations, man. That's great. I mean, that's a that is a lifetime's worth of success in fantasy baseball in one season for Phil. Who's yeah. uh, all right? Ian Rank, uh, Phil, Adam Ronis, you, and uh, Lindy Hinkleman. <laughs> no, go. <laughs> no, and Cushing. No, I'm that. Go. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I will not do that. But I will. But I will say this: uh, Steve Cosolino won GDD again. Well, you know, when people win the leagues, they invent some uh, raises. Little raises little well, little no, little we're going to go now. back. Hey, Nando, you can come back next year because it's now being transferred back to a weekly, which I think is good. Is it I really? Why? Good. What happened? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He just said we're going to go to weekly next year. So uh, so that, so that's that's pretty positive. Also, TGFBI. Who ended up winning TGFBI, Derek? Do you know? Diver. But overall? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know in my league, um, I believe it was Corbin Young. Uh, mm, let me see. I better get that right. Um, we came uh, myself. Yeah, you don't want to say the Mershack, wrong fantasy player name. Uh, got we came in fourth place in the league, and I think sixty sixth overall, sixty um, seventh overall. Sorry, and Ariel Cohen beat me by uh, beat us by three points. So he had one hundred nine, and we had one hundred six. Uh, so I'm going to hear about that as I do the Beat the Shift podcast this week. He's going to talk about that. I know. who's the host of that. Uh, that that the, well, the host is somebody who actually I will be sending there. There will be one last uh, because this is our last show of the season. There is a, a is final. Yeah. Well, the end of the season. It's the end of the season show. And we will uh, as long as Derek doesn't cancel it, there'll be a nice little three minute at the end. Uh, <laughs> Ariel Cohen and George Washington. So Washington is going to sort of point out to Ariel that he did not win either Tout Wars or Labor this year, and wondering whether he had any thoughts about that. And Ariel has a very strong response. Let's put it that way. 
So I'll play it for the guys after the show. If it's not there, it means that DVR said not good enough. You could just that's email Ian personally and ask him for it. So <laughs> yes. Well, I've been I've been calling friends and playing it for them. Derek Cardi and I were on the phone yesterday for about actually almost an hour talking about because he won NL Labor and it's his fourth NL Labor in eleven years. That's crazy. He's got a fantastic gambling uh, model that is on the Athletic as well. Yeah, he's Derek Cardi has got to be in the conversation at this point as one of the best players, period. Because Ian, rank um, these Derek's: uh, Derek Cardi, Derek Van Riper. <laughs> I don't know any more Derek's. Uh, Do I? Uh, I? I'm gonna go Derek Van Riper one. <laughs> Always. Oh, sure. oh, sorry. How about man. that? Come no, on, no, no. Hey, yeah, but Derek Van Riper is my partner. The Derek Cardi is my friend, but Derek Van Riper, you know, like this, you know. Don't ask me to rank you guys. How about that? Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it was what what a season. I'm kind of glad it's over, in a way. Are you guys glad that it, the season's over? Oh, I've the fantasy been over baseball for me over season. a month. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Derek, are you happy that the season is over? I needed it just from the big life change and just need to kind of hit reset and get ready for a new season and get used to life as it is right now because basically I. I was in the car every day that I took off to get out to California. So it was a bit of a grind getting through the last seven weeks of the season. So yeah, I'm happy the playoffs are here. Already feeling good about 2022. Already hard at work on rankings and everything else we need to do for next season. But good to have the the change and the the break. Yeah, I, I'm actually super excited to uh, to have an off season, partially because I was like holding on all season for wanting labor to end the way that I wanted it to end. And now that it's over, it's just like, cool. All right. Now let's, let's, because the fun, there's so much fun in the off season to, to really like dig into the players and dig into who we are higher on than other people um, and figuring all that out and then getting ready. Fred Zinke said on the phone once um, when I spoke to him earlier in the season, it was a tweet that he put out where someone asked what his favorite part of fantasy baseball was. And his number one thing was the draft. And his number two thing was preparation for the draft. And then number three <laughs> was trading, which is what he's known for. But I'm kind of coming around to that. Like the most fun you can have in fantasy baseball is the auction or the draft and the prep for it. So I'm super excited to do it and to dig into a couple of the dynasty teams that I have that I want to make some moves in and really like go through all the other teams and figure out what they need so we can find what we need. Like Brett, Sarah and I had a big conversation to the, today about um, a, a league that we do and, and what, you know how we're going to move forward. So it's, it's really fun. Super fun. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. My earphones are acting up again. Is that all about? Oh, okay, you guys. Sorry, I thought they were acting up for real again. You guys didn't say anything. We're we're <laughs> <No>. back. <laughs> we weren't gone. If I move, so if I move it slightly, you know, they, you, I lose it because they're kind of old and it's got you know that they're kind of cheap. I'll admit it. So I'll just get. I'll bring the good ones out. Anyway, now do I know what I'm getting you for Christmas? Um, What's that? One more thing. Devil's Rejects was Is in the a- league. CD of you and Ariel talking to each other? No, but if it was, it would be something that you'd have to appreciate because Ariel Cohen is a star. He wrote a very grateful, uh, graceful note about Frank Stample winning his league. Hey, I spoke to Frank Stample too because I wanted to call and congratulate him. And Frankie is congr- how awesome. How'd you get that? his number? From when we used to do the show at the place in 42nd Street. So you just saved it. You're like, hey, I got Frank Stample's number. I'm going to call him. Frank's my friend. What are you talking about? I, I don't I, doubt it. It's just kind of funny. Like, he, did he look at the number? And he's like, he picked it up immediately. I, I mean, 
Yeah, Frank's a buddy of mine. I mean, one of the things in the course of the, one of the other good things about the offseason is I can spend a lot more time on the phone with really smart fantasy baseball people. Because during the season, like, there's always so much to take care of. The offseason is all theory. And that's, I don't know, for me, kind of the fun of the game. DVR, do you feel the same way that the offseason, like, you can really figure stuff out about how the game works? Yeah, I, I think it's a lot easier to make those bigger adjustments outside the season. It's kind of like, I don't know, maybe learning a new pitch. Easier to do that in the offseason than to just add it on the yes. fly in season. Oh, DVR, Look yeah. what he did, right? See what he did there? It's pretty freaking good. Not pretty bad. freaking good. Yeah. Pretty freaking good. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how I feel. And and it's the theory part of the game that's the most fun. And 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 things that you would change and things that you would learn. Like, you know, I'm interested in really digging into the two aces uh technique. The dual what do they call it? Pocket aces. The pocket aces technique for NFBC, like and for other leagues whether that really works. And I saw, maybe it was Eno who posted that only nine of the, or was it UDVR? That only nine of the top 25 pitchers brought value this season. Did you guys see that one? That would have been Eno if it was one of us because I didn't tweet that. Yeah, DVR stopped writing about two months ago. Yep. Once I started (laughs) packing boxes, I stopped writing. (laughs) No, it was, it was, it was a... Once he became a Californian. Once he started identifying as a Californian. Hey man, he's chilling. I know. California is the place to be. I'll he used to be that. so high strung. Yeah, I, I think I, I definitely noticed a difference. He's he's definitely more chill. <laughs> not that he was high strong. I, I don't think he was high strong. Yeah, was not, no, was but being serious. No, but but California does do that to you. You know why? Because it's sunny and it's warm, and you can go outside all the time. And you can like take a walk. Whereas in Wisconsin, like you can do that for like six months out of the year. In California, you can do it twelve months out of the year. Do you feel the difference there, DVR? Oh yeah. There's no there's no inherent pressure to i don't know like be outside right now because you know it'll probably be nice outside later nando you've never lived in california no let's go let's go to tim's question all right go ahead go to tim's question or do you want to talk about tout uh i think we already did uh, really in a way well you know tout wars how many tout tables did you guys do four or five yeah Yeah, probably five yeah about four or five yeah Mm -hmm. yeah something like that all right yeah, how many ta- tout tables did you do, Nando? I think I did like ten. Did you really? Yeah. Good on you. I, I like I like Zola, and I feel like I'm doing him a favor more so than like, you know, letting my expert opinion be known to all the players out there. I like Zola too, man. Zola's a good guy. He's a really good guy. I guess not enough to do more than five, but yeah. I guess not, but I don't think of it as Zola. I think of it as like doing the duty that you got to do if you're going to be a tout person. Um, but then sometimes like the problem was I'd see the email and I'd immediately click on it and then I'd be the first one. And that always felt like awkward. I didn't like being first. The I once first person at the top of the list. I wanted to go in once and write a fake DVR response and see if they'd figure <laughs> it out. But then I said, no, if they don't, then that'll ruin our friendship. So yeah, you know what? <laughs> it's probably for the best. You probably don't want to do that. Uh, but Tout Wars, Tout Wars. Um, th- this year in Tut Wars, it was a tough season. I mean, as I've talked about it before, a lot of injuries, but ended up in seventh place, which was my goal. Like, there was no way I was going to climb above seventh. Um, and, uh, and I was happy that it ended there. Jeff Zimmerman had a dominant performance, 136 points, really great. Um, and really kind of won the league. I mean, it was, it was pretty clear. How about you, DVR? Uh, it was bad. I, I made a lot of mistakes on auction day. I'm just thinking back to all of them. And uh, I'm too aggressive, like I've said before. That's that's the thing that needs to change. Like I, I look at the way Jeff plays Tout Wars versus the way I play Tout Wars. There's a reason why Jeff wins more than I do, and it's discipline. It's things we've talked about on this show a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I Clay Link had Ariel Cohen on his MLB uh, show, and um, wonder what that show sounded I, like. It it sounded like that. And I listened to it just for research to continue working on the on the impression. And uh, Clay Clay made a similar similar statement about how uh, he's sort of leaning more towards Ariel's side of things and a little less um, stars and scrubs, which is seems to be maybe uh, the way people are going. Which I, I I'm a fan of. I I'm not a stars and scrubs fan. I think it I think it it locks you in too much and you're counting on four or five guys to, to do so much. I'd rather see, I'd rather see a little bit more of a spread. 
tell you what, man, I'm I'm coming off a fantasy football draft season, and it's it's we're entering week five in fantasy football. For those of you who don't know, and like I am just I have such fatigue on naming strategies. Like I can't like the next person who says like. They went hero RB this year, or you know, like they went bell cow RB. Like I just want to like shut down the conversation right there. Well, how how are your fantasy football teams doing so far? Fantastic, three and oh, ones, good. three and ones all over the place. Look at you, DVR. How about Ex- you? Except for the GGD, where I'm zero four. Ooh, yeah, that's, that one's rough. That's not good. Lost um, a lot. Of, lost a lot of running backs. Doing well in flex, not well in my home league, and. Fishbowl, I lost J.K. Dobbins early. I couldn't even tell you what a J.K. Dobbins is. I don't even know what my record is in Fishbowl. It doesn't even matter that much. It's just total points, really, to get into the See, I was on the verge. Fantasy football, I hated it so much because it felt so much like just Russian roulette. Like, just as soon as that knee goes out on whatever player it is, your season's over, right? Um but I kind of, there's a little bit of me that, like, this morning, I watched uh, the highlights of the Giants game, and that looked really exciting. And the highlights of the Jets game. I watched highlights of both those games. I didn't recognize anybody. But I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of liked football back in the day. Like, I kind of loved football. I loved watching football. But then I got kind of turned off from it. But I don't know. Is it is, is it fun? Do you guys like fantasy football more than fantasy baseball? No. Good. It's fun, but I... I like fantasy baseball a lot more. I think I just like winter and fall. And that's what that's what it is. Like I just like when it's cold and I don't have to check lineups every single day. But I don't know what I yeah. like anymore. You know, ask me in like January. Okay, I'll ask you in January. Ask me January but I will, the show. Say, I will say this. Having played daily league this year in GDD, I'm not for it. Oh. I think it's too much. <laughs> no, no, I really I look at I, that. If, if I no, I, I, but, you know, I had the experience of a full season. I think last year with 60 games, daily made sense. But it's just, it's like, it adds a level of anxiety to your day. Every day. It was like, I got to check. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't think, I think it's it's too long of a season to pull that off. Everyone mocked me for it. No, I I think I'm I'm on board with you now. DVR, where are you with a daily versus weekly? I've changed. I've grown. DVR, what do you think? I don't want to play daily leagues. Yeah. No, it's, it's my first reason to reject a league going forward. I'm, I'm glad we did it for the reasons we did it, not knowing how you know, COVID was going to work with IL stuff and all that. That was a mm-hmm. big part of it. But twice a week is the maximum number of lineup changes we need. And if we have better tech on more sites, uh, midweek injury replacements would be awesome. a much improved way to play fantasy baseball that doesn't push you into the daily routine but gives you outs when guys get hurt on tuesday wednesday thursday i think that's a a happy medium i think that's a happy medium but you know if we look at khaki i mean maki um we did in that league it we did the full like you can trade out pitchers and hitters on mondays on sunday you know monday mondays and fridays I rather like that. I don't mind that as a as an alternative. How about you, DBR? Are we going to keep that, or are you going to change that? I think we're going to keep it. It was it was one of those things that that was our adjustment for pandemic baseball, and mm-hmm. I, I think most people just like being able to, you know, if you're chasing pitching, for example, you can be a little more pitcher heavy and and change your roster that way. If you want to mix and match with a couple of platoon guys, you can actually do that a little more effectively. I. I don't know. I think it just it gives you a few more strategies and any, anything that gives you a little flexibility uh, on that front is worth considering. That league, I'm telling you, that league, Maki, I, I like that setup a lot. I, I I don't know how did you just copy that from the RotoWire staff or have you like tinkered with it through the years? Because I love the idea that whatever whoever you pick up in a keeper league at that price is the price that you get to keep them. Like that that aspect of it, I love. Um, just everything about it. I just think it's a really smart league. And what what do you think the distinction is there? Because maybe people can learn from it. Because I I think it's I think I think it's it's the best. Yeah, I play. So I have two keeper leagues I'm in right now. Maki, the one we talk about on this show a lot, and I'm in this one called Grass Ball, which I don't think anyone's ever talked a lot about on a podcast other than the old Short Hops podcast they used to do with Bernie Pleskov to leave the first. Bernie and Be the a bunch first of other people. Are. 
Yeah, so now grass ball is part of our, our world of leagues that we talk about. But that's an AL-only keeper league, 12 teams, it's an auction, it's got bad inflation. It, grass ball does not allow you to keep a player picked up off the waiver wire unless they were purchased by somebody else in the auction. So anybody who was not drafted as part of the auction or the reserve rounds has a like an X contract designation. And if they have an X, you can't hold them, which is awful. I don't like that. I don't I, like that. I think it's awful. We used Fab. We've used Fab for a while now. That was something I, I suggested after joining the league. I said, "Hey, this would be you know more fun to do it this way. It's more equitable, especially in a league this deep, to make people bid on free agents." We got that change in, but I think in a keeper league, it's really important to allow people to find value in season. We talk all the time about yeah. keep people engaged at the end of the season. If you have a path to hold on to guys like Abraham Toro after that trade, for example. That's a good thing. Like that that's a Very way to thing. make your team a lot better. And if you're in seventh place and you're not gonna win this year, if you picked up Abraham Toro and you could hold him for three bucks next year in a deep mix league or an AL only league, that gives you a better chance to win next year. That makes fantasy baseball more fun for more people in the league. So I just think having logical rules to hold in season players. Sometimes I've seen leagues that have rules. Oh, you picked up Toro? Great. He's a $20 player next year. He's a fifth-round keeper. Well, that's- we, well, we struggle with that in XFL. I mean, we've talked about that, 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 that rule in XFL, that when you pick somebody up, they're automatically a $10 player next year. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I don't, it, I don't it, like that. No, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. But the fun of Friday morning waking up and seeing the, uh, the fab bids and realizing, hey, I just got Carlos Hernandez um, for the next – three years because I got him at a good price. And actually, I don't even know if I'm going to keep Carlos Hernandez. Tom and I are going to keep Carlos Hernandez for $7. In fact, I probably don't think we will. But it adds so much to it. And then the last week, what our partner Nando did was so naughty. And I'm wondering if this is why he kept his money. Shane Bieber comes off the IL and DVR had $22 left. And I bid $10 because that's our $12 because that's all I had, we had left. And DVR got Shane Bieber going into next year for $22. Is that why you saved your money for that? Is this a, would naughty? I thought you said I did something naughty, the way you phrased that. No, 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 no. DVR did something brilliant naughty. Well, like, yeah. So that league allows us to trade for fabs. You can give up prospects or you know cheap keepers you can't hold on to. Whatever you want to give up, you can trade for more fab. Which and, I also love. Yeah. I mean, again, have more ways for everyone to make their team better. I think it might have been either the second or third week of September, like, kind of middle of the month, seeing that Bieber had a chance to come back, knowing that there's always some players that either because of just rehab and, and teams wanting to see them before the end of the season, or maybe they're contending teams. Eloy came back earlier than expected, but there was a point earlier this year where we thought I mean, Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert might come back in September. When players like that are unavailable because they're hurt, they get previously dropped, they pop back up at the end of the year, there's redraft value and there's keeper league value for those types of players. So if you have that extra little bit of fab left, that gives you a pretty nice path to get those late season upgrades. And it's really important, sure. of course, in a keeper league. That's how I got Otani in this league. Otani was available at the end of last season. <clears throat> Picked him up wow. off the wire. So hard yeah. to believe, right? And you won the league because of it. Yeah, I guess an Otani jersey could also. Yeah, work. I would think an Otani jersey is the way to go. I mean, it's the only. I mean, I traded for him, and the two other dynasty leagues was getting Otani before the season. It was a good time to buy. Um, now is not a good time to buy. Don't try to buy Otani now, <laughs> unless yeah. it's in a daily league. Then, then you could do it. I bought. I remember. I think we talked about this back in the winter, but I picked up two Otani rookie cards on eBay for like three bucks. No, these <laughs> oh, are brought up cards, not me. Yeah, well, you well you did the read, but yeah, you had to. So uh, it was <laughs> I mean, it was silly. Uh, no, it definitely counts. But it, it's funny because it's just like our perceptions of, of players change so much over even part of one season. But just look back at the results from the drafts, the auctions you were in. Look back at the rankings if you made if you make your own or your own projections. Look back at those things and see yes. how wildly different the actual outcomes were versus yes, what we totally. expected to happen. I'm doing that draft that I do with Todd right now. We're only in the, I want to say, ninth round right now. 15-teamer. We always start up kind of at the end of the current season. So we started this last week Friday. We started before the season was over. Yeah, we're in the ninth, ninth round right now. And seeing the names that are going in the first 150 picks, 
a lot of these players were undrafted or they were at least late round guys going into the 2021 season. So yeah, there's some recency bias cooked in there, but some of it's just, this is how much the game changes and how quickly you have to react. I'm going to say it real quick. And then you, you made me think of the side bets that we made. And I wanted, I know we made some before the season and it turns out we did back in December, 2020, there were three of them. So after okay. he makes his point, I'll bring him up. Oh my God, I'm nervous. Um, okay. Well, here's here's my point. Once you play a full season, what you realize is how important that draft is. It's everything, man. Like there's some leagues that you can you know, cut and paste, but all great successes largely happen from that draft. Not completely. I mean, as I was talking to Ariel Cohen about Adam Ronas, we were talking about Ronas. And Ronus is one of the best at fixing problems on his team through Fab. But it's really all about that draft. It's the work that happens between today and March that sets you up for that, that you know, big event of the draft. So definitely, like, work at it. If you care and you want to win, work at it. Because that's, that's what makes the difference. The, 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 the success of labor for me personally was, that, was really working with Ariel on understanding the – Understanding values, but then like really being at the top of my game for every one of those players and really knowing what those values were. So I wasn't looking at cheats. I knew that Frankie Montas, I had him valued at $17. I didn't have to look. So when he he was there at 12, I was bidding. And that surety in that time, like the work that I do now in in working with leaders on their communication skills, so much of about, uh, about it is about the preparation, preparing. And getting prepared so that when the moment happens, you're ready. That's what I would say. It's like, get yourself ready. All right, here it comes. And special thanks to Chris from Baseball Pods, who uh, listens and retweets us all the time, which we're grateful for, and and was a very good player in Maki, I thought. I thought he was a great addition to the to the Maki League. What are our three bets? Um, so DVR actually didn't pick one of them for some reason. Uh, one was, will, will Wander Franco be a top 70 player in 2021? I don't know. I don't think he was. I don't think he landed there. I'm going to find out right I don't, now. I don't know if he made it based on overall value for the season because he came up probably later than he should have based on right, how but that good was, he was. But that, but that was the question. That was part it? of it, right? He, yeah, but, for so sure. There's, there's two ways. There's a couple ways to grade it. You, you could say overall, which I think was factored in. So I think I lose. I was yes. You guys were both no. I think he fell a little short of that. But it's interesting in the aforementioned draft happening right now. Wander Franco literally went at pick 70. He went in the fifth round one pick before <laughs> Zola and I would have taken him at 71. That's so it's, good. it's an amazing coincidence that he landed exactly right there. And, and Zola and I were back and forth in Gchat. We're like, I think it's Wander time here in the fifth round if he's still there Absolutely. when it comes back to us. So. 100%. Yeah. Is it, well, it's, it's average, not OBP? Yeah, it's average. Just a five by five you know, traditional league. Tyler O'Neill, brothers. Tyler O'Neill. My goodness. Okay. Uh, all right. So I think I said no on that. I, I would have said no on that. Yeah, you were both no's. So Chibata takes an L on this one. Yeah. But it's a, it's a lowercase Chibata. L instead of the, uh, oh, the all caps L. Look at that. You know, yeah, uh, no, Wander, Wander Franco, he finished the season 298. This is, this is kind of in the conversation. I would, but like, because uh, I, I know because I was reading the comments for Michael Waterloo did uh, the first six rounds of 2020 draft. And he didn't have Tyler O'Neill in there, and the commenters were going a little nuts about it. 2020 or 2022? I'm sorry, 2022. Okay. Uh, playing, he's playing back to the 2020 yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's, getting, he's doing the pandemic here. I said 2022, uh, you bastards. Tyler uh, O'Neill went in the third round of the same team that took Wander in the I can't. Uh, I, I cannot. Yeah, we cannot go third round. That's not. That's not. Maybe next episode, let's take your draft and like pick it apart a little bit. Not your and Todd's, but the whole draft. Like, let's just go over everything and be like, "Whoa, that's too high." Huh? That's whoa, interesting. Whoa, that'll be fun. I, I, let's do that next episode. All right. Ian can All write right, that rundown too. Yeah, no problem. Uh, do it. Next one is Pete Alonso over under two fifty five batting average. Oh, you know, you know who took the L on that one? Everyone but me. Everyone but Nando. And you know how Nando was right about this? How about Pete Alonso only striking out 19.9% of the time this year? I did not see that coming at all. Hmm. Good season. Good season. All right, Nando, you're 2-0. I'm 1-1. One one. DVR is 0-2. We, we didn't right. do a tiebreaker, so we're screwed on this one. Well, what's the third one? Justin Upton versus Shogo Akiyama. Player value. That might be a push. 
No, Upton gets it. Oh. Upton gets it. Upton gets it. There's no way that Akiyama Just, Akiyama has was more hurt. Value. I'm, I'm with DVR. Akiyama was hurt. There's no it's way it's not a push, it. baby. Yeah, Upton got no, hurt too. No, no, no. Upton got hurt too, and Upton actually provided value. It's for like there was like four weeks. Like every year, I say about Justin Upton, he's going to give you like three, four weeks where he looks like Justin Upton again, and he gave you that. And Akiyama didn't give you nothing. Which yeah. we, and DVR did not vote on that. I didn't. I think I would have been on the Upton side if I had picked a side on it. It's not very to, easy I, to say I, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give him that though. I'm I didn't think Akiyama that. was going to play that much. Yeah, and no. That's what happened. I just thought it was kind yeah. of an empty bat with a little bit of speed. And yeah, that's. Sorry, I don't know. Sorry, 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 Big Daddy. Sorry, Big Daddy. Oh, you know it's two to one. Hey, we we did okay. I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more. I know that Ariel Cohen is going to call me out on our uh, Alberto Mondesi versus JD Martinez bet that we made. And he will be right because I took Mondesi and he took J.D. Martinez and that wasn't really close. So that's why I owe him $2 as he put in his tweet, which made me go, well, screw you. I'm not doing your show now. What do you think of that, pal? No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll still do the show. You know, the tree that I, I thought this was 2020, but I guess it was 2021 when the tree fell on Shogakuyama's wife. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, I do remember. Yeah, I saw there was a story about her being injured so yeah a, tr- a tree fell on her i don't remember that part of the story yeah they were out like i guess hiking on a trail somewhere and it was like a, a tree fell on her as you've probably heard by now we've teamed up with BetMGM this season we'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet use bonus code the athletic and you'll get a one-year subscription to the athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM here's how it works Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, I'm looking at first base because I was looking at Pete Alonso, right? You know who I find interesting in first base? And he's not primarily a first baseman. Chris Bryant. Huh. This is a good year. He had a good season. He he's did a right. good baseball player. Yeah, he's a good baseball player. And you would think that when he went to San Francisco that he was going to lose a little bit. But he, 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 I guess he didn't. I mean, nice balanced profile. 25 home runs, 10 stolen bases, 73 RBI, 70 some odd, you know, 77 runs, and 86 runs. I'm sorry. It's even better. 265 average, 353 OBP, very good. 481 slugging. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a it's a nice season from him. And the other guy who I, I don't know if you guys are surprised by this, but I am a little bit, is and I have him in a number of places, is Ryan Mountcastle. Yeah. That's a good season, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I was wrong too. about him too. I, I thought he was brutal in the first month, first six weeks. What? I thought he was going to lose playing time, and they stuck with him, and they were rewarded. Yeah, him and the, the, that first base is interesting going into next year. I mean, looking at it now, you've got one or two like just dominant guys, and Vlad. Vlad ended up the number one player. Wow, look at that—the number one player on the uh, CBS list. And then Paul Goldschmidt with a bounce back season. Wow. I didn't own Goldschmidt anywhere. Do you guys know what he did? Look at this. He was also on my khaki team. Was he? That'll do it. That'll do it. 102 runs, 31 home runs, 99 RBIs, 
and 12 stolen bases with n- not being caught once with the yeah. 293 average. Nice. That's that's a that's a really good season. And then Freddie Freeman did his Freddie Freeman thing. Matt Olson, Austin Riley. Still don't, I still don't know what to do about that. And Jose Abreu. I mean, there's there's first base has tremendous depth going into next season. Yeah, CJ Crone is way. staying in Colorado too. Yeah, that just got announced. So that's pretty nice. Antonio Sensacella, I think I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Five years, $50 million? Good for him. Yeah. Huh? Sensatella. Yeah. Sensatella. I will say this. Listen for a post-credit uh, show. If it's not there, it's because DVR has um, said that. What, what is that? What, what is that phrase? Like, is the... Uh, discretion is the is the better than whatever. So if if it doesn't show up there, it'll it'll show up on the Be the Ship podcast. I will also be doing the Roto Wire Prospect podcast this week with uh, James Anderson. Ding! And uh, as as the season ends, as we go into the off season, I want to thank you guys because uh, not only are you my friends, but it's just always so much fun to be able to do the show with you. And thank you to everybody who listens, including Tim. Um, thank you, everybody. For uh, for for enjoying the game with us and and giving us a reason to get together and 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 talk about it the way that we do. So thanks to everybody, really. I can't top that with a goofy ending. Now that was too sincere. Yeah, you have to come on. No, you let's don't. Go, end the season. Let's go. Thanks, everyone. It's a good time. <laughs> Bye. No. No. Uh, no. Do I, your bit. Uh, for the man who's never taken a yoo shower but has taken plenty of YouTube baths, Ian Khan. Yes, that's true. <laughs> For the man who makes the people at Starbucks write Hollywood Van Riper on his cup now. <laughs> I did change my name at Panera to David Putty, so you have to call out David Putty anytime I, I get a <laughs> breakfast sandwich or a coffee there, which I, I feel bad. I, I, I like how it says it on the screen better. Like that, that to me is funny. When a person working has to say it, I feel kind of bad. We got to go. Thank you all for joining us. Hope this is helpful. Uh, shout out, Tim. We like you. We do, man. We were just yeah, messing we with do. you. All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. Bye. Hello, Oriel, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, oh, thank you. is completely unnecessary. General Washington, I mean, your phone calls are, are some of the most fun times that, that I can have because you know, it's, it's great to talk to someone like you, General Washington. You see what I did there? I called you General right from the top. I want you to be very comfortable on this call. I don't want to make anything that makes you feel bad about yourself. Thank you, Ariel. Um, I, I, I was calling you because I was wondering if you have learned anything over the course of these last many months. Oh, yeah, I have. I, you know, I've learned a lot, General Washington, first, how to pronounce your name. But secondly, what I've learned is that I'm really good at fantasy baseball. Oriel, um, the reason I was checking is, uh, it seems as if your record at the end of the season uh, was not exactly what you were anticipating. Oh, now you're right. No, definitely right. I mean, you know, on August 9th, I, I did tweet out that I was in first place in both Tower Wars and Labor. Hashtag Labor. <laughs> like, you know, tic-tac-toe board. And, 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 and that's what I posted. But I also said that there were really good players coming up behind. Well, yes, Ariel, I'm, I'm afraid you came in second in Tout Wars. Yeah, second in Tout Wars. That's, that's right. Frankie Stanford won. Very happy for him. He's a great guy. Not great at tennis, but great guy. And third in labor. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, look who I lost to. I mean, I lost to a living legend in Ron Chandler. I mean, that's Ron Chandler. So there's no embarrassment about that. And, and really, when you think about it, General Washington... Yes, Oriel. When you think about it, I mean, second place is really not that bad because winning and losing in these in these leagues are as tight as a drum. Tight as a drum. Yeah, tight as a drum. Weren't they saying that back in your day? And, and, and anyway, um, and and really, you know, I, I appreciate your call of condolences. Well, yes, Oriel, that was why I was reaching. I, 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 it's really not necessary. I mean, I feel really good about it. I mean, second or third. I mean, I, I've played in in expert leagues for the last three years. I'm either coming first, second, or third. I mean, that's really not bad, General Washington. I mean, it's a lot better than what happened with you in the French and Indian War. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you know, in the French and Indian War, where you started the war. Like, it, pretty much it was because of you that there was a war between England and France, and, like, you know, thousands of people died, right? That was because that was of you? Oriel, uh, that, 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 that is a question of somewhat... But I, I'm just saying, I mean, if you think about it, second place isn't so bad because, I mean, starting a world war, geez, that's, that's got to be 15th place. Lose a little bit of fab.
understand your point. I mean, it's not that you didn't do great things after. I mean, you were fabulous. I mean, you ended up winning the league. I mean, you were you were you were you were the main man. You were the you were the the the, the Hall of Famer, so to speak. Thank you, Horry. But you know, just you got to remember your place too, Washington. I didn't really mean to do that. I, every once in a while, it slips out. I call you Washington. I, it's because I feel like we're friends now. It's like we're friends. Oriel, thank you so much again for taking my call. Uh, the pleasure, really, was, was really mine. I mean, you want to speak to me, little Ariel Cohen. Isn't that something? Uh, you know, look out in 2022.